This is episode number 187 with Danielle Page. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? I just wanted to quickly remind you that if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Mine is Himalaya. For those of you that have not heard of Himalaya, it's an epic brand new podcast app, which has so many awesome and unique features no other podcast app has, like episode and channel playlists. It's free, so easy to find new shows, and is really user-friendly. So head on over to the app or Google Play Store to download it today. Don't forget to follow me once you're done so that you can listen to my episodes one day earlier than they're usually released. Pretty cool, huh? This episode is brought to you by Uveda. As you guys know, I'm obsessed with Ayurveda and Uveda is an epic, heart-centered, family-owned Ayurvedic company with a larger-than-life vision to create a healthier, happier world using the intelligence of Mother Nature. Now, I truly wish that none of us needed supplements. But in this modern world, with the depletion in our soil and with the full lives we all lead these days, sometimes our bodies need some extra love and support. This is why I love Uveda. They are such high-grade, Ayurvedically developed supplements to support not only your body, but your mind and soul too, helping you rebalance and come back to homeostasis, which is what the body wants. I love their mood supplements and love how they come in individual packs, perfect for someone who travels as much as I do. Now I've teamed up with Uveda to give you, the Epic MA Tribe, 35% off your first order. So all you have to do is head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash Uveda, and that is spelt Y-O-U-V-E-D-A, and you can get your 35% off your first order right now. Danielle is a soul astrologer, an intuitive, spiritual teacher, and the founder of Purposely Divine, the school for your soul. Her work has been featured in Vogue, London Standard, CBS Radio, and so much more. She is a self-taught astrologer who's been reading the stars for many lifetimes. And today, she continues her studies with some of the world's top astrologers. She has devoted herself to learning different types of healing to create her own style of spiritual medicine. By fusing astrology, energetic healing, and intuition, she has been able to tap into her client's subconscious and help them heal their wounds, old patterns, and come back home to their bodies. Mm -mm -mm. Sounds good to me. And in today's episode, 
we chat about how she got dumped in Paris on her 30th birthday to where she is today, how she went from an interior architect to an astrologer, what is a birth chart and how you can read yours, the difference between astrology and horoscopes, the important information you get from your chart that is life-changing, she busts some astrology myths, she also talks about how astrology affects your health, what is your Saturn's return and what that actually means, what astrology has taught her and how it's changed her life, and the two powerful questions to ask yourself every single morning. But there is also so much more that we dive into in this episode. And for everything that Danielle and I mention in today's podcast, you can check out in the show notes. And that is over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 187. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to read the review of the week. And this week, it comes from Kay Drab. And it's titled, Super Interesting, Inspiring, and Helpful. And it's a five-star review. And she says, I started listening about two months ago after her boss at the gym recommended it to her. I look forward to hearing what's on every morning and find all of your interviews super helpful and inspiring with my current coaching journey. I've signed up to hopefully be in the next cycle of Dr. Stephen Cabral's IHP certification after hearing you speak so highly of it so that I can also begin to help as many people as possible to be the healthiest and happiest they can be. First of all, thank you so much for that beautiful five-star review. I am so grateful, honey. And for those of you listening that are like, what the hell is she talking about? Dr. Stephen Cabral's IHP certification. Guys, head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash Cabral, C-A-B-R-A-L. This is my health guru, Dr. Stephen Cabral's IHP Integrative Health Practitioner Certification Program. And if you're interested in becoming an integrative health practitioner, this program is the best. So head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash Cabral to check that out. And now without further ado, let's bring on the beautiful Danielle Page. Welcome, Danielle. I'm so excited to have you on the show. But before we dive in, can you please tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Oh, I had buckwheat with cinnamon and wild blueberries. Yum. That sounds delicious. It was. Now, okay, I'm presuming that you didn't come out of the womb reading people's charts (laughs) or, you know, being able to intuitively feel people the way that you do. So can you tell us about your story and your spiritual awakening and how you got into astrology? Take us back to the start. Absolutely. I would love to. So first of all, just thank you so much for having me on. It's truly an honor and I'm excited to be here and share my story and hopefully I can help guide people astrology information. So yes, exactly what you said. I did not come out of the womb. It's funny because I'm doing a talk and I'm, I'm, that's something I'm specifically saying too. I did not come out of the womb doing um, astrology or did not even think I would be doing anything close to it. You know, I always knew that I was intuitive, 
you know, if I even was aware of that word, but I just kind of was in tune. I would sense things, but you know, other than that, I didn't really think anything of it because this was a long time ago. People weren't as open as they are now. And so I didn't even have it in my own consciousness. So I wasn't even aware, but I was just, I kind of like would feel things and situations and kind of like, not exactly know how it would turn out, but I would just really read people's energy really well. And, but I kind of just left it at that, you know, cause what do you, what are you really supposed to do with it? And I didn't really know what that meant. So everything really changed for me when I turned 30. And that's a major turning point for everyone in their life. So if people are familiar with astrology or if they're new, it's something called your Saturn return. Okay. And so I can talk about that. But basically, when I turned 30, I went to France with my boyfriend. It was actually on my 30th birthday. And, you know, we were there thinking I'm going to have a great time. And, you know, I didn't think we were going to get engaged or anything because we weren't ready, but I really was happy to be there and everything was, you know, going well that I thought. And basically he breaks up with me in France on my 30th birthday. What? Yes. (laughs) It's like a movie, but it actually happened to me. And did he just like leave you in France? No. And that's the thing. I was like, well, you know, that's kind of a problem because we're here for two weeks together. You know, when I was there, I was a little bit in shock and I'm like, I'm not really sure what you're exactly thinking because we actually have two weeks together. You know, we're not working. We took this off. We're going all around France south of France and everything. So I'm like, I'm not really sure what you want to do right now. (laughs) I said, but I basically said, you know, I was a little bit in denial. I just didn't actually think that was really going to happen. I thought he was just going to get over it or something. And I'm like, well, I'm here. I'm going to have a good time. And so I guess you are too, because we're here together. So that's what happened. So it was a little awkward. You know, we would talk about it and then moments we would forget about and have fun. But basically when we came back, that's when we broke up. And I was living with him and it was his place. So I needed to move out. And at this point I was living in Boston and I was actually working at one of the top architecture firms in the world. So my background is interior architecture and I have my master's in that. It's a great firm and the work I was doing was really prestigious, but I wasn't happy. So it didn't matter. You know, I was drawing blueprints all day long and, you know, zooming in on urinals and bathrooms of hospitals that we were designing and, you know, talking to the engineering department with the HVAC, the, you know, air conditioning system. And honestly, like that's great for someone else, but that wasn't working for me. And, you know, I kept saying I need to help people, but I had no idea what that even meant. Okay. So basically I decided I took a huge leap of faith and I quit that job, which most people would have killed to work at that firm. And I moved back home to California. You know, that's where I'm from. And I moved in with my parents at 30 years old. So this is when a lot of people were getting married. And here I was crying over a breakup, not understanding. And then also that's when the economy tanked, um, you know, in the States, well, really everywhere, but really bad in the States. And that was, I mean, 2009 and there were no design jobs. So now I have my master's. I could not find a design job to save my life. All my friends that were architects, everyone was moving at home. You know, it was just, it was a really crazy time. But in hindsight, you know, everything is perfectly planned out because I was supposed to go through this. So what happened is I was home, you know, thankfully I had a place to go home to. And um, I started, you know, I was crying and just like releasing and dealing with the breakup, which we all do. And then a couple months into that, I started having dreams that really started telling me things like that would happen during the day. And so then I would see them, it would happen during the day. And then I would think, okay, well, that's weird. 
I had to dream about that. Or am I losing my mind? Right. Am I, am I, you know, just making this up? And then it kept happening. And so that proceeded for a little while. And I'm like, okay, well, this is really interesting. There's something going on here. And at this point, you know, I don't really know anything about a spiritual awakening, spiritual process. You know, it's not my world (laughs) at all. The Danielle that was at 30 years old, it just wasn't her world. I was always open to these things, but I didn't know anything about it. And then so shortly after that, this is, this is the good one. This is where everyone always either like they roll their eyes or they're in shock, or sometimes they think it's really cool. But this is what happened is I started waking up in the middle of the night and seeing spirits right in front of my face. So at that point, then I was scared because I've never, ever seen spirit before. You know, there's a lot of mediums that talk about, oh, I grew up seeing spirit when I was little. Well, no, I did not. (laughs) So this was not normal to me. So that was very, very scary. And I didn't sleep with the lights off for about two weeks. And I just didn't know anyone I can talk to about this because how am I going to tell people, oh, I'm seeing things now in the middle of the night, right? They're going to think I'm crazy. So I just kept it in for a little while. And then I started, you know, my psychic ability started opening up and I started just getting information. It was very subtle, but it was almost like someone was dropping in information, you know, through your mind, you know, we all get it differently, but that's how it started. And so I was guided to start meditating and start connecting. And then in those meditations, I would start getting information. And so at that point, I started realizing, okay, there's something going on here and there's more than the physical realm that we just see. You know, that was my first inkling that there was something beyond this veil, right? The the physical realm. I had no idea before. And I'm like, this is really cool, right? Because I'm like, here, I feel like there was a piece that I've been looking for my whole life that I knew there was something more, but I had no idea. It was as if someone gave me the key to a door that has been locked my whole life. And now I started opening it and I started saying, okay, this is really starting to make sense. And so I just dove in. And then around that time, I was working at this really, really horrible temp job you know, and I tell people that because there's a rhyme and a reason to everything. It was property management. And if anyone knows, nobody comes into the office unless there's a problem to yell at you, really. So here I am, an empath, you know, really intuitive and um, sensitive. And then I'm dealing with people screaming at me because there's a, a leak in their roof and then their sink broke, right? It's just a very hostile environment, but I was just doing it to make some money while I was figuring things out. And I met someone there. He was the IT guy. We became friends and we went out to dinner one night and this is the turning point. He introduced me to astrology. He's like, oh, I don't know. I just have a feeling you'd be into this. And I said, oh, I don't know anything about it. Could you show me? And so he showed me and he read my chart and I said, well, that's pretty amazing that you can know stuff about me on a personal level and we don't really even know each other like that. So basically I went home that night, started Googling everything I could about astrology literally the sun rose and I was still online and I basically never stopped. So from that point forward, it was, I think it was 30 or 31. I taught myself astrology. It just came back to me because it's a language that I've done before. My, my soul knew it. You know, I just had to remember and go through the process, but my soul knew it. And, you know, then I went on this journey of healing myself and clearing out old, old behavioral patterns and personas And I went through a really, really intense time from 30 to about 36-ish, roughly. It was really about Danielle, you know, becoming and stepping into her power in the deepest way possible. And that meant I lost friends. I had to stay home alone a lot. 
you know, I definitely dated here and there, but I didn't have time to have a relationship because my path wanted me to be on this and develop my business where it is now. So I had a lot of work to do in my 30s. So that is my journey. And that led me to here. And honestly, I couldn't be happier with the work I'm doing because it's my soul's calling. So I love it. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Now you've read my birth chart. We've had a session together, which I absolutely loved. But for someone listening who may be thinking, what the heck is a birth chart? Is this like a birth certificate? What is a birth chart? So can you tell us what a birth chart is and how you read them? Absolutely. And that's a really good question because I'm, you know, a lot of people won't know what this is. So basically I take someone's birth date, their exact time from their birth certificate, that's really important, and their location of birth. And then I put it into a computer program. And what it does is it gives me a graph and then I basically read the graph. So the graph is basically the snapshot of the moment in time you took your first breath here on earth. So when you came out of the womb, right, and you took your first breath, and if you, if someone was to look up at the stars, they can see the energetic imprint, you know, the moon was somewhere, Venus was somewhere, Mars was somewhere. And so that birth chart is basically in so many ways embedded or coded into your cells. And so it shows me a lot about who you are, your behavioral patterns, your purpose in this lifetime, you know, some past life energy that you brought in and it's so much more. So it's basically a map of your soul. And, you know, I know the next question is a lot of people say, well, how does Venus in the sky have anything to do with me? And I, first of all, I'm a very logical person, so I completely understand that. The most important thing to understand is that everything is energy and there's stuff beyond us that we just can't even fathom and we can't even wrap our head around or because our mind is actually very limited, right? But everything is energy. So this is the energetic imprint that your soul chose to be born under to help you live out your karma and your dharma in this lifetime. Mm, okay. So what about for the skeptics who are like, whatever, I do not believe <laughs> this. Like, what do you say to those people? Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people like that. In fact, my father, who absolutely supports me and I love him dearly, but he's an aerospace engineer. So he's still to this day, he's like, I can't, I cannot wrap my head around what you do. He's like, but I know that you're helping people. So I'm happy for you. (laughs) Right. So I get that. And I really understand that. And here's the thing I'll say a couple of things. One, you know, it might not be everyone's path to, you know, really focus on that in this lifetime. And that's okay. So, you know, I don't try to convince anyone. But I also, again, want everyone to understand that if they don't believe this and they think it's, you know, BS, I really encourage them to allow me to read their chart because I will blow their mind because I could also see cycles that they're under and I can see events in their life that are happening. You know, we have free will, of course, but you see certain trends and patterns and you can give people like a rhythm of, you know, this is the energy that you're going through right now. And I can also see, you know, their deepest desires and their needs. So I completely understand when people don't get it. But the thing is also astrology and at least the astrology that I do, I don't do horoscopes. Horoscopes are not real. That's really for entertainment purposes only. What I do is use astrology as the ancient mystical tool that it is to help people understand themselves on the deepest level possible. It is truly the language of your soul. It's the language of the stars and we are the stars, you know, without sounding too woo. I mean, we have, you know, the planets and the solar system and the stars and everything inside of us because everything is connected. 
So um, it's a beautiful tool. So I really encourage them if they're you know, not believing it, they should get a chart reading sometime and their minds will be blown. Well, my mind was definitely blown when I had a reading with you. I just, you know, you and I had never really connected. You know, I was introduced through you from a friend and had a reading with you. And I was just like, whoa, it was just eye-opening for me. And almost like getting a nice little wink from the universe. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's how I felt when I have had my charts read. It was almost like the universe had just like kind of done this little wink to me and let me know that, you know, girlfriend, you're on the right path. Just keep going, sweetie. Just keep going. Right. And, that, and that's how I felt. And it was really reassuring. But what is the difference between astrology and horoscopes? Like what's the difference there? Yeah. So horoscopes are, they basically take your sun sign. And so sun sign is, you know, I'm, I'm a Taurus. I was born May 12th. So my sun sign, you know, is Taurus. Horoscopes, you know, I, to be honest, I don't even know how they actually do it because it's not real astrology, but they basically say, okay, this month, every Taurus, you're going to go feel this. And every Aries, you're going to feel this, right? And every sign, they give you a general flavor. But the thing is, you have to look at someone's entire chart. So we have the sun sign in us. But that's just one small part. We have, you know, Venus and the moon and Mars and Uranus and Neptune and so on. And we have to see how it's laid out on your chart or your graph, if you if you want to call it that. So, and it goes down to the time. So it's impossible to say, you know, every Taurus, this is what's going to happen this month. Sure, there are themes. For example, this might be a little complex, but I'll try to break it down. For example, Uranus is a planet of innovation and shaking things up and getting out of stagnant energy. So that is moving into Taurus for everyone in March of 2019. It's just, it is, okay? So people that are Taurus or have planets in Taurus or the sign opposite of a Scorpio, right? Or the signs that are connected to it, which I don't want to get too complex, they're definitely going to go through a major transformation over the next seven years because it takes seven years to move through that sign. So there are things like that that you can see. Those are trends. But I definitely can't be like, oh, every Taurus this month, you're going to fall in love, right? Or, you know, every Aries, you're going to win a million dollars. You know, that's to me is like the stuff you read in magazines. And, And it's unfortunate because that has really tainted what people think of astrology. And again, what I do is I really read the language of your soul and it's all about universal archetypes. So every planet is an archetype. Every sign is an archetype. And once you understand the archetype, you understand the rhythm of how it tends to play out. And within that, we have so much free will too, because you could have something going on and then someone else that's in Aries as well, you know, or have a chart similar to yours might use it differently, right? If they are wounded and they are in victim mentality, right? They might sit in their bed under the covers and cry through a transit where you're, you might say, you know what, I'm going to use this to my advantage. And then, you know, become president, prime minister, like whatever you want to do, right? It's just, we have free will of how we use the energy. Mm. Hope that makes sense. Yes, definitely. So what is some other information that you get from these charts? One of the first things I look at is the nodal access. So there's something called the North Node and South Node. And that is so important because that really shows me specifically the energy that your soul brought in that you're really attached to. You're really used to doing. It's very natural for you. Do you want to give an example of mine so people can understand? Yeah. 
Okay. So you have your south node in Libra. And so that means even though you're an Aries, you actually have a lot of Libra traits. So Libra is very relationship oriented. They're very PC. And I'm not just saying this, but it's true. All Libras are beautiful. They just are. Like you'll never see a Libra that like doesn't, is not into beauty in some form and doesn't take care of themselves because it's just, it honestly, it's just connected to that vibration. So there is that energy there. And, you know, Libra, the fact that you have a South Node in Libra shows, you know, you came into this lifetime with having tendencies for being very relationship oriented. So sometimes that could mean, and it's subconscious, right? That you can sacrifice your own needs or your own desires to, you know, keep the balance or keep the faith. Now, yours is a little different because you are an Aries sun. So I have to take that into account. So you don't have as much Libra as I would say someone else with the South Node. But the opposite that is the North Node and yours is an Aries too. So not only are you an Aries sun, you're an Aries North Node. So the North Node shows me that one of your soul's purposes of why you incarnated and what you're really learning throughout life is truly about self and about your own power, and about leadership, and about being in your power, and trusting your instinct. And that's also why your soul chose to be born as an Aries sun as well, because it doesn't happen all the time that your north node is in the same sign as your sun sign. But when it does happen like that, it actually is a little gift from the universe saying, okay, we're already going to assist you with this. You already know how to do this a little bit, right? So it's not totally foreign to you. But the fact that you have both there, it's a strong emphasis on standing in your power, getting your message out, trusting yourself, and really knowing that, okay, I can be in a relationship, but I could also do my own thing. I could also be independent, right? But I have to really, really trust my instinct and not sacrifice anything for other people. And that could be romantic or friendship or family as well. Right. Okay. So we've got this North node and this South node. What else, what other information can we uncover from these charts? Oh, you can talk, you can see the cycles people are in. So one of the things I look at is someone's progressed moon. And that really shows me the pulse and the flavor that they're going through. So a progressed moon, it basically changes signs every two and a half years. And that's why, you know, sometimes we go through things and we're very introverted for a while, or then we go through a phase of a couple of years where we're more extroverted and we want to do more things. The progressed moon really is a flavor of what's going on. So right now your progressed moon is in Leo. And actually that is the most fun because Leo, it's all about for you is being creative, sharing your light, getting your message out. So about a little over a year ago, it was in cancer for the past two and a half years. And so that might've been more sensitive, more introverted, more you know connected to your emotions. And now for the past 12 months or 13 months, I should say, it's been moving through Leo, which is all about getting out there, being the center of attention, expressing yourself, sharing your light and not playing small at all. So it's a phase and we feel it, you know, and in about a year and a half ish, it's going to move into Virgo and then you're going to feel a different flavor. Virgo is more about refining and, you know, like um, fixing and adjusting and a little bit more introverted. It's more yin energy. So right now it's really good for you just to keep getting out there, sharing, doing everything and having fun and being in your heart. And that might mean less work, but more fun, right? It just depends on what, where you're at in life and like what you want to do. Sounds good to me. I'm up for more play and more fun. Yes. It, Leo, honestly, is it's the best progress moon to go through because it's the most playful. 
I love that. So can you bust some myths about astrology for us? Yeah, well, the first one is, like we were saying before, is that horoscopes will are astrology because they're definitely not. Another myth is that your sun sign is the most important in your whole entire chart, and it's actually not. Your sun sign is very important, but you have so many other aspects and elements to your soul. You know, that would mean, you know, obviously every Aries has traits in common, but they're all different, right? Because it, it goes back to your whole birth chart and the time and the location and the date. The other thing is that everything is written in the stars. That's a really big one. So here's the thing. We have cycles and we have timing of events. That is the biggest thing I've seen from doing astrology for about 10 years now is that Yes, there are certain times when we're more open and we're ready to do something because a transit, a planet will come through basically and encourage us and we feel the energy. But not everything is written in the stars, right? There are certain things that we can choose from it, just like I was saying before. So we have a lot of free will and there's a lot of wiggle room. But the chart does show your highest potential and, you know, purpose in here. And purpose is not just one thing. You know, it's multifaceted. It's it's many layers here in the chart. So it's just about understanding, you know, the the vibration that your soul is moving towards. And then we have the choice how to use it. You know, technically I didn't have to do astrology, but I had to do something in the spiritual realm. So I use astrology as a tool to help people connect to their soul, right? Mm. That is my choice. But I could be doing, you know, just spiritual work, healing sessions if I wanted to, but I'm choosing this right now because that's what feels good to me. But there is some theme, you know, in my chart, for example, of being a spiritual teacher and showing people from a higher perspective, this universe, right? And so again, I chose astrology as a tool to use it. I love that. So how does knowing all of this affect our health? Oh, yeah. So that's really good. So medical and health astrology is something very specific. And I've actually been getting more into that lately and studying that because it's a whole other section. Now, I wouldn't ever say I'm a professional at medical astrology because it's so specific. But what I'm seeing is we can really understand so much more about ourselves and our health and how to move forward. So for example, if you look in the chart at someone's rising sign, and the rising sign is how they present themselves to the outside world, okay? And if you look at the ruler of the rising sign, it tells a lot about someone's health. Now, it doesn't mean that, oh, they're going to be sick or they're not sick. It just means that we have certain points in our body that we have to nourish and that we have to tend to because if we're not nourishing it, they're more it's more sensitive, okay? Do you want me to talk about yours? Yeah, mm-hmm. go for it. Okay. So again, I want to make this very clear. I'm not saying that this is a problem right now at all or saying it's going to be, but it's just an area to nourish. So for you, it's actually all about the heart and the head and the heart are very connected here. So it would be really, you know, making sure that you're getting enough blood flow, making sure, you know, you're taking supplements, you know, throughout your life, because that's the one area that is just going to be sensitive for you because you're, you're ruled by the sun, which is, and it's by Leo. So. Uh-huh. All about the heart and the circulatory system. So getting the blood flow through your body and your veins and circulation. Mm, very interesting. Very, very interesting. And it's, yeah, you know, you just take this stuff and you see how it feels for you. And, you know, there is free will and you just 
be open. I think that's the biggest thing. You've got to be open to receiving and hearing this sort of thing. It's, you know, someone who kind of turns a blind eye tells me that they're just, that they're not really open to hearing about this. So at the start of this call, you spoke about Saturn's return. And I'd love for you to explain to the listeners, what is Saturn's return? Yes, I would love to talk about that because it's a really hot topic these days. So basically, Saturn is a planet in your birth chart that is connected to, it's a vibration that's connected to responsibility, discipline, structure, boundaries. And it's very connected to this earth plane, meaning it's stuff that we have to do on this earth plane. So it's connected to part of our karmic promise of what we came here to do and to step into. Okay. So when we turn, and this is for every single human on earth, because Saturn takes about 29 years to go around the entire basically solar system, the entire zodiac, and it returns to the placement in your birth chart around 28 and a half, 29, 30. It's different for everyone because it's in a different placement for everyone, but it's between those ages. Okay. And so here's the thing. If someone doesn't believe in astrology, they don't need to, but I can guarantee around 28 and a half, maybe more 29 to 30, everyone starts feeling this energy. Okay. And that's what the planets do. They basically, you know, you might not know Saturn or Neptune is doing something, but you're feeling the vibration of it. And so Saturn comes around and we start feeling like, oh, okay, wait a minute. I need to really focus on what I need to do, or maybe I need to stop parting so much, or maybe I need to, you know, I'm not happy in this marriage. I I need to leave it. This is what I thought I wanted, but I'm not really happy and I can't stay here any longer. Or wait, I'm really ready to get married with this person. I'm in love, like let's go, or I'm ready to have a kid, or I need to quit my job. I'm not happy. I need to move across the country, the world, you know, whatever it is. Saturn comes in and depending on where it is in your birth chart, it's really, you start to feel because Saturn is basically in so many ways giving you hints of saying, okay, it's time for you to stop, change gears, really look at yourself, get real. And if you're not aligned with where Saturn is in your birth chart, the universe is going to take you and move you. So my Saturn return was pretty intense because I wasn't doing anything even close to that. I just honestly didn't know before. So that was my journey. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone else is going to be that intense. Usually it's not. My path is very specific. So there was like, they're like, we're not messing around here (laughs) anymore. So we got to get focused. So I had to completely change gears everything in my life basically ended and I was stepping into this new life. So again, I don't want to scare people because it's not about that. It's just saying what is not serving you and what's not aligned is going to be taken away or going to start shifting because you're going to feel that it doesn't feel good anymore. So what Saturn does is it makes us get very real with ourselves and start looking at what am I here to do? And that's why people around that age start really freaking out and they start, oh my God, I don't know what to do, or I just broke up, or I'm you know, leaving this person or this job, right? We literally go through this crisis because that's Saturn. So again, when people say they don't believe it, that's fine, but I guarantee that's one cycle that they're going to feel. You know, They just don't know Saturn's doing it, but that's what's happening. And also just to note, we have our second Saturn return at 59 to 60 as well. So the idea is to really get on track the first Saturn return, 
to listen and incorporate, you know, what's happening and just basically make the changes that we need to do because then it's setting us up for the next Saturn return. So then when we get to our next Saturn return, you know, if we're in alignment and we basically are listening to our intuition, then it's going to be a lot easier. It's going to be more seamless. It's not going to be as hard as the first one. Mm. Well, when I was 28, that's when I got married. Yeah, see? Mm. So it doesn't always have to be (laughs) breaking up. Yeah, exactly. No, positive. Absolutely. Because you decided this is when I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. Cause we go through this major life change. So yeah, people get, have babies at that time. You know, we basically just shift gears with what we're supposed to do. So I always tell people, I think we should kind of wait till our Saturn return to get married. If we are like, if you want to get married before, I would say just wait until that time. Cause then you're going to know if it's like, this is what I want to proceed with or not. And do men go through a Saturn's return? Like how does it work for them? And is it the same time? Absolutely. It's for every human on earth, male or female, anyone, we're all going through this. And yeah, it's the same thing. It just depends on what's going on in their life. You know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, they could be running around or a lot of guys partying and like sleeping around and then Saturn return comes and they're just like, okay, I just can't do this anymore. I just don't want to keep attracting that same kind of person. And that's just not what I want. And they go in a different direction or some people just really, I don't know what I want anymore because what I thought I wanted is not making me happy, right? So every single person goes through it. It's just different. It just really depends on, you know, our life circumstances and where we're at. And that's why I really, you know, tell people, please don't compare like your journey to anyone else because our journey is perfect. You know, you were supposed to get married then and someone else wasn't, right? And someone else maybe was supposed to have a baby then, but someone else wasn't, right? It it just really depends on our path. And that's beautiful. I'm a huge believer in everything is always unfolding exactly as it's supposed to at the exact time that it is supposed to. And when we have that resistance to it, that's when we suffer, right. you know? And and so constantly reminding ourselves that this is all happening as it's supposed to at the timing that it's supposed to is really reassuring. It's really comforting for me personally. And it also helps me not rush, you know, not rush the process. Like one of my favorite mantras is there is no rush. Mm-hmm. And by just reminding myself that everyone, everything is unfolding exactly the way it's supposed to at the exact time is really comforting for my soul and something that I want everyone to maybe just take on board. Because like you said, we cannot compare ourselves to anyone else's journey, where they're at, what they're doing with their career, or if they're getting married, if they're having babies, or whatever's going on for them. Everyone is on their own path, and we really do need to remember that. But what I'd love to ask you now is, how has knowing all of this changed and impacted your life? Oh, everything. You know, it's funny. I got into astrology in the beginning because I thought it was cool and I used it to help myself understand myself better. And because I, you know, my background in design, it just didn't look like it was happening. I'm like, okay, well, let me see what am I good at? What are my gifts? What are my talents? Like, what is the makeup of my soul? So I actually got into it just to use it for myself first. I had no intention of doing this for other people. And then once I started realizing and learning so much about myself through the chart, I said, oh my gosh, I have to do this for other people. I have to help them. But it's been everything. You know, it's 
really brought me in alignment with my soul. You know, I see very clearly that spiritual teaching and moving in that direction is my purpose here in life. And it's my karma and it's my dharma and I must fulfill that. I also see, you know, relationships. It's been helping me understand, you know, how I relate. You know, this was really eye-opening. So I have something in my birth chart for anyone that's advanced. It's Venus opposing Neptune. Okay. And so that is this really beautiful form of like a higher level love, you know, it's soul love, it's really beautiful, it's romantic, it's very poetic. And so that's the higher octave of it. Okay. That's really about this, you know, spiritual work through love. Okay. That's the higher octave. But I, my whole life, especially before I discovered astrology, I was not using it like that way. The shadow side of that is about really seeing people seeing their highest potential, but ignoring all the flags, right? It's like, because I could see into people's soul, I was basically picking guys all through my life that needed to be rescued. And so what I would do is basically rescue them, you know, heal them. It's like basically sew them back up and put them back together. And then all of a sudden we would break up and I'm like, wait, oh my God. And then they would go off and get married, right? So I didn't even know I was doing that because I was seeing their potential, but again, ignoring what was in front of me. I'm like, oh, you know, I know that they're just like broke and on drugs right now, but like he's such a good person. He's a good soul. He's going to get through this. And here's the thing. They might, but we also need to respect ourselves enough to know that if that's not in alignment with what we desire right now, we should not be waiting around for that. And so that changed everything for me. Once I saw and understood that aspect of my chart, it was like a light bulb went off. And I said, oh my gosh, I've been rescuing men. I said, no more. I need to do this for a living. I'm really good at transforming people. Like that's my gift. So that to me was absolutely life-changing. And now whenever I have a moment of seeing someone and they're not really showing up, or it's like, I might see it through this fantasy lens, I stop myself and be like, you know, okay, is this Neptunian? Because that's what I call it for myself. And then I stop and I readjust and I move in the right direction because, you know, I'll always have the energy there because it's part of me, but the higher octave of it is actually using it to heal people. Oh, I like, love that. You know, that. for a job. Yeah. How amazing to have that deep level of self-awareness for yourself. Yeah, that was a really game changer in everything because it's almost like I looked at the chart when I first saw it and my once I understood what it meant and I my jaw dropped and I said, oh, how did it know? And I'm like, oh my God, how did it know that I do this? Right. And then understanding. And you know, the beauty of astrology is we have to be okay looking in the mirror. We're all learning and we're all growing. And so I had to be okay with seeing, yeah, I did this and I do this. And these are shadow energies. And so let me move away from it and let me use it for the highest potential of all of mankind. And that's helping people heal through inspiration and beauty. I love this so much. And a lot of people could look at that as well and fall victim to it. Oh, why am I like that? But you've, you know, turned it around and be like, okay, well, I see that that's how it's played out and I'm going to be aware of it and I'm going to change course if it comes up. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful is that we have the choice. So I, I didn't have to, and I could be a victim to that as well and be like, oh, this just keeps happening to me. I keep attracting these men. Well, no, let me really look at myself. I was choosing these men. I I see it very clearly, you know? So I, yes, exactly. I chose, okay, how, what is the highest expression? Because 
you know, in astrology, it's so complex and so layered. There is, again, the shadow energy and a higher expression of everything. And then within that, there's like, you know, basically it's like the movie 50 Shades of Grey, but there's like 50,000 shades of gray. So that's where we fall in between that based on our consciousness and our level of growth. So, you know, I might be doing something now that's higher up on the scale, but when I was, you know, 10 years ago, wasn't there yet, right? So we just, that's the whole point. We move and we evolve and these planets are not here to hinder us or hurt us. We just have to understand the highest expression and then how to use it because if we're not expressing the energy in the highest light, it's going to play out in some way because it's basically in your energy field. So, you know, until I was really helping people heal through love and transform and connect to their soul, I was attracting all these men because I wasn't using the energy to help people heal, like, you know, for a profession, but I didn't know, right? But that's the beauty of the chart. And that's why I love to show this to people because I can help them say, okay, we don't have to keep doing that pattern. That's not how it needs to be. Let's shift it and start integrating this energy. And it might feel weird for you at first, but it's a process and allow it, you know, just play with this new energy and go in this direction and it will really help you. So if someone is listening and they are realizing, you know, light bulbs are going off in their head right now and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I keep replaying the same relationship pattern or I keep replaying the same work pattern where I am, you know, doing jobs that I don't love and then I get fired or whatever it is, or I mm -hmm. keep replaying the same health pattern or relationship or whatever it is, maybe they need to come and have a session with you so that you guys can work on reprogramming those patterns and becoming aware of what that pattern is and how you can transform it. I love this. I love it so much. It is my jam. So Aww, yeah, it. it's just the best. It's just so great. So I'd love to hear now if you could put one book in the school curriculum of every single high school around the world, what book would you choose? A fictitious book or a real book that's out there? A real book. I would say The Intuitive Way. That is the first book that I read that got me into this journey. Even before my Saturn return, I was always guided towards these, you know, little little gifts from the universe along the way. And so The Intuitive Way is a really great book. It's a like entry level to help you connect to your intuition. And here's the thing. It actually shocks me when people think, you know, being intuitive is like out there and woo-woo because how? we're all intuitive. We all, you know, we're driving to the store and we have this, you know, reaction of like, don't turn there, don't go there. And then something happens, right? Intuition is our natural birthright. It's just that listening, you know, we are energetic beings, so we all have access to it. So I think in schools, and I honestly hope to do this in the future, I really see myself working with kids because it needs to be taught from a young age. It's okay to trust yourself and that little voice inside no, you're not crazy. That's your intuition guiding you. And you're, if once you follow your intuition, you're going to find your happiness. And that's truly the most joy in life. Oh, yeah. We're born into this world, the most intuitive beings. And then it gets conditioned out of us and we lose touch with it. But reconnecting with your intuition, trusting your intuition, staying in tune with your intuition is the way. It's the way. It is your guiding light. That is how my entire business and life is built, is built on my intuition. People say to me, yeah. do you have a business plan? I'm like, my intuition? Like, 
Yeah, I say that too. <laughs> yeah, everything is led by my intuition. Like I just follow that, and same with my personal life with, you know, invitations, dinner invites, everything is led by my intuition. And I really want to encourage everybody to, you know, trust it even more and check out that book. We'll link to it in the show notes, but that sounds really awesome. Yeah. Intuition is everything. And it's, it's the most beautiful thing because it's the connection to your soul. Mm, And that is so important. All right, beautiful. I would love to hear now, what is your morning routine? I love hearing about how people prime themselves and set themselves up for an epic day. So can you talk us through your day and in particular your morning routine? Yeah, I would love that. So for me, because I am so mutable and I really just listen to the flow of my body, it really depends on what's going on. But the main important thing that is a non-negotiable is me sitting down in the morning, taking a moment when it's quiet and connecting into my heart because your heart is the most important thing out of anything else in your body. It has electromagnetic field stronger than your mind, than your brain, and it is your receptor. So I connect into my heart. I actually listen to the heartbeat and feel the tone. Sometimes then I send energy down into the earth and I ground my energy from my heart. But most importantly, I connect to my heart. And there's two questions that I was working with a coach for a while and she helped me and I started doing this. And this is so simple and it's life-changing. So I, I hope to offer this to everyone else as well. If you can just sit and ask your heart in that moment, how does she feel? Because your heart is basically like your inner child, right? It's your soul. So how does she feel? And so really allow that to come up without any judgment. Like she could be like, I'm pissed, I'm angry, I'm this. But, you know, instead of, you know, really allowing it, instead of saying, oh, you shouldn't be pissed or you shouldn't be upset about that, just allowing that to come up is actually one of the most beautiful things you could do for yourself. And then asking her what she needs. What does she need today? Does she need more time alone? Does she need more time with friends? Does she need a massage? Does she need more support, right? Do I need a chef in my kitchen helping me cook because I'm so stressed out, right? Like, what is it that's going to help guide me and help bring me to my highest potential. What does she need? So how do, how do I feel or how does she feel and what does she need? So that's every day, always without question, even if I'm stressed and busy, those two things, because that sets up my day. And then what happens after that? Oh, it depends. Sometimes I sit in meditation. I've definitely been known to, I can connect really easily. And so sometimes I could be in meditation for an hour and I'm like, oh my God, the time, right? But these days it's so busy. So I haven't been doing an hour lately, but I just like to sit. And for me, it's silence and connecting. And then I also love to put, I have a playlist on Spotify and I really love to just move my body. I'm definitely one of those people that I'm not naturally a dancer. I'm naturally very stiff. (laughs) I naturally probably don't breathe properly. You know, I take shallow breaths. So I have to work with that because my body needs a lot more movement than I would say probably most people. And so I have to move. So I put on some music, move my body, you know, just there's no routine. It's just listening to it and really connecting and then do some like down dog, up dog, some yoga poses and just flowing. That is also a game changer, especially for me, because again, like I said, I'm, my body is definitely known to be stiff. And I'm working on that, just like we're all working on stuff. So I have to do that because it helps me. And I can see throughout my day, I'm a lot more 
you know, flexible when things come up, if things change, I actually am more intuitive because I'm allowing the information to come through, right? It doesn't get blocked in my body if I'm stiff in my thighs or in my upper back. So the information is just flowing through me because we're channels. So yeah, that's one of my biggest things is I'm really learning to work with my body in different ways. And that's been the past two years has been a huge wake up call for that. Mm, I love that. And then do you go about your work day? Yeah, it just really depends. You know, Tuesdays are my client days. I set that up. And then all the other days, it really depends. You know, lots of podcasts, articles. Sometimes I just go for a walk. Sometimes I like to work out in the morning. I'm really a person that I don't have an exact routine every day because to me, I live my life listening to my cycles and my current. And you know, the only thing that I definitely do every day is the movement of some sort and then connecting to my heart. But everything just flows because I, I really cannot be on any schedule. That's one thing I've learned about myself very early on that I knew that I could not work for anyone else. I have to be on my own schedule. And, you know, this morning, you know, I wasn't feeling great last night and I laid in bed until a little bit later. And that to me was incredible that I was able to do that. And I was thinking how if I had to go in an office, I would have already been fired because mm -hmm. I, you know, like I need to do things on my own schedule. So for me, it's not so much routine. It's actually listening to my flow. Mm, I'm doing that more and more these days as well. Just being so much more fluid with my movement throughout the day, how I want to work and when I want to work and what I want to do. It's its really been super powerful for me because, you know, that Aries type A overachiever, yeah. structured, yeah. routine, pitta, organized person, you know, has really served me so well. But I feel like I'm transitioning over the past year into just a lot more flow and fluidity into my days and my work. And it's been really beautiful to play around with. Yeah, that's amazing. And you know, we all are wired certain ways. So that, you know, pit to energy served you, like, look what you've built. So that's amazing. So you built that foundation so now that you can add that flow in and you can be in this place. So it, it served its purpose. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've got three rapid fire questions for you now. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah. Do it. Okay. What's one thing that we can do today for our health? Really understand that we, the mind, body, soul connection is huge. Everything that I've been going through with my health journey the past couple of years, I've learned that on such a personal level is that it is not like we're not in a vacuum. The mind, body connection is everything. And once we can understand that, we actually approach medicine and healing in a completely different way. Mm, totally agree. What's one thing that we can do for more wealth in our life? So more abundance in all areas of our life. Really owning who we are, finding what you love and expressing it. Because, you know, there's a reason that everyone has a certain gift. You know, I all of a sudden, for example, I decided, you know, I want to start wearing my hair curly again. And so it might, that might sound small to someone, but I'm like, my hair doesn't curl, it frizzes. And what I found in this, there are people that are specific to curly hair and that, that's a niche. So the point of this is find what you're good at and express it because there's always a need for everything on this earth plane. You know, I can be like, I need someone that's really good at painting the house pink and someone just, you know, creates these colors, like whatever it is there's a niche for it. So for abundance, it's just find what you're good at, find what you love and own it and express it. 
Yeah, I love that. And what's one of the most important things that we can do today for more love in our life? Really work on our wounds because we all have wounds. You know, it could have been one thing that our mom said to us and we took it a certain way when we were younger, but things stick with us. So if in order to get more love, we really need to start with ourselves and work on our patterns and our belief systems and our basically limited beliefs. Because if we're not healing our wounds, we're not going to be able to receive it outside. You know, I know we've heard that before, but it's 100% true that it starts with us, that we have to work on our inner wounds because then we could actually be open to receiving. And whatever we don't heal, we're just going to keep recreating until we do yep. heal it. And if we don't heal it in this lifetime, we're going to take it to the next one. So we may as well just start, you know, working on those, those wounds and massaging that scar tissue out. Yep, absolutely. And also we project it too. And, you know, I see that a lot online, you know, people send me emails and they're offended about something which actually has nothing to do with them. I'm really shocked sometimes, you know, I could just see it and I'm like, this is their wounds. So I'm like, you know, honey, I don't say this, but I'm like, I want you to heal this because you'll see that, you know, you took it so personally because that's a wound, you know? So yeah, we just end up projecting it as well. Mm, Absolutely. All right, babe, this has been amazing. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to share? Any last parting words of wisdom or anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't get to ask you? Yeah, I think it's just... I feel like people really need to understand that they are so much more powerful than they give themselves credit for, Mm -hmm. that we are multidimensional beings. So, you know, if someone is dealing with, I don't have enough money, they kind of get stuck in that trap of I'm poor, I don't have enough money, or there's not enough love or whatever it is. But that is not actually the truth because the universe is honestly so abundant. It's not limited. We're the only ones that limit it. So again, it's healing ourselves and shifting and opening our mind to the other possibilities Because again, we are multidimensional beings that we are so powerful. We just need to get out of the mind trap that this is happening because of X, Y, and Z, right? So we need to shift that and heal. And then things just come to you in different ways. Mm, Totally agree. Thank you so much, beautiful. This has been so amazing. And I hope we've opened people up to astrology and we'll link to your work and how they can get in touch with you in the show notes but before I go one last question I'm a massive believer in service and I want to know what I personally and the listeners today can do to serve you how can we serve you oh thank you and thank you so much for having me on here it's been amazing and I love sharing this I don't really need anything. It's they can serve themselves by healing and listening, maybe being open to astrology, maybe just, you know, actually saying, hey, maybe I'll check that out. That would be amazing. But thank you for that. That's really beautiful to say. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. I've absolutely loved connecting with you over the past oh, me too. six thank months. You. You're such a beautiful person and such a light in the world. So thank you for the work that you're doing and for all of the love and light that you're spreading into the world. Thank you. You too. After that episode, I want to become an astrologer. I do. I want to do it. I want to learn it. I got so much out of today's episode. And if you did too, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review in iTunes or on your podcast app because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. 
And don't forget to come and join the private MA Tribe Facebook group where you can share your insights from this episode. Plus, tell me who else you want me to get on the show. It's also a very sacred place where you can come together and we discuss all things Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide, along with anything else that you feel called to contribute to the open and honest conversation. You will also get some extra love and support personally from me that I won't be offering anywhere else. And one thing that I get asked a lot is where can I find my tribe or where can I find like-minded people? This is it. So head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash tribe to join now. And for everything that Danielle and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes and that is over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 187. And you can also listen to all my other episodes there too. Another thing that I wanted to mention before I go is that if you haven't got my latest book, Open Wide, A Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships, and Soulful Sex, all you have to do is head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash open wide to get your copy now. And whilst you're there, you will also get access to my free Open Wide video masterclass that Nick and I created just for you, and it's totally free. And if you want to be the review of the week for next week, make sure you head on over to iTunes and leave me that five-star review. This also means that I can keep getting even more epic human beings on the podcast for you. So if you haven't left a review yet, please do right now. I would be so grateful. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of off the top of your head who would really benefit from this episode, please be an angel and share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them. Do whatever you have got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, my darling, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.